All right, in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 23, the Bible says, If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled. Now, a lot of people need to get grounded and settled. Amen. Yeah. Grounded and settled. So if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. Whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Now in 1 Peter chapter number 5, we'll read verses 5 down to verses number 10, then we'll go to the Lord in prayer and try to teach this lesson on being settled tonight. Being settled. 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse number 5. It says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So when you go through afflictions in this life, always remember, somebody else is going through it too. Amen. You hit, you, you're not the first and you won't be the last. Verse number 10 says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us to his eternal glory by Christ, Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make ye perfect, Establish, strengthen, there's that word again, settle you. So uh, according to what we've read from 1 Peter chapter 5 and Colossians chapter number 1, God intended for his children to get settled, amen. He wants us to be settled in the faith. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you once again for this Wednesday night service. Thank you for the good singing we've heard, Father. And Lord, we just pray now, Father, for all these requests that was made known that gather around the altar tonight. Remember all these, Father, that come to you. Father, none of them got by you. You know everything about us. You know the very hairs are numbered on our heads. And Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you know the intents of the heart. Pray, Lord, that you'll help us tonight to try to teach some, Lord, and maybe preach a little bit. Father, Lord, the word of God, Father, Lord, but help us to, to just settle down and teach a little bit that we can grasp this truth tonight to help us uh, be a more mature Christian. Father, we thank you and love you, Father, for all you do for us, Lord. And everything's said and done, we'll praise you for it all. In Jesus' name and for his sake that we do pray, amen. Being settled. Now, we know this for a fact tonight. We're living in a world of unrest tonight. A world of unrest. Stress, anxiety, mental fatigue are constant problems for most people. Now, we find that many people tonight have fulfilled their dreams only to find out that they are not as pleasant as they hoped that they were. You know, it uh, seems like always one obstacle leads to another one. Listen to what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse number 7. It says, All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. This verse describes most of everybody's life. Just seems like it's one thing over and over and over and over again. Now this was not surprising to God 
But notice something. Both Paul and Peter address this in their epistles. As stated in the epistles that we read tonight in the Colossians 1.23, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 10, both apostles instruct the believers to be settled, for us to be settled. Now what does that specifically mean when he's telling a believer to be settled? Well, the use of the word in Colossians speaks of being unmovable. Unmovable, the same word used in 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 58, being unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, being steadfast, the Bible talks about it. Yeah. While the word in 1 Peter chapter 5 refers to being grounded and strong, being grounded and strong, it goes on to imply that something that is settled has the strength to build upon. When you're settled and you got strength, then you can build things in your life. Now, in a practical sense, to be settled is to understand who God wants you to be and being content with it. Once settling that thing. Now, I went through a trial when I was at Rock Hill Baptist Church, and I said, I don't think I'm going to pastor anymore. I said, this is it for me. I'm just not going to pastor anymore. So God had to settle some things in my life. And when God got me settled, he said, you're a pastor, and you're going to be one till you die. So the best thing for you to do is just go ahead and pastor. So you, do you see what I'm doing? I'm pastoring. God settled it. But let me tell you, when you get to the point, now listen, I've been saved, folks, 28 years. I've been preaching 26 of them. So in other words, what God, God had to settle me. So that tells me if God had to settle something in my life, there might be something in your life that needs to be settled. And when that thing gets settled, then you can build upon that thing, amen. You can build upon it when you get it settled. Now, uh, let me say this. Often, many times in our lives, settling, when we talk about being set, settling some things in your life, settling is not selling yourself short of spiritual blessings, but coming to the realization that you have everything you need in God. Everything you need. I'll use this for example. Now, y'all know we're trying to get Annie in his place, and they're going to move on down the road. April and Annie come and seen us one time, or I believe it was over at the house when we were over yonder, or something. Anyway, they, they'd seen the house we was in, and we was talking about getting this over there. I said, well, you know, it's not like this where y'all live at now. Amen. But, but listen, here's the thing. No, it's not like where we live there. That don't matter. What matters is when God's in it, and when God's in it, you got God. Don't need nothing else. You don't need nothing else. Amen. Praise God. A shack's all right if God's in it. Amen. <laughs> Shaq's all right if God's in it. Praise the Lord. Amen. And if you, if you went where me and Rosie, if, if, if you would go and see where we come from and where we was raised at, you'd know what I was talking about living in a shack. Yeah. Amen. Now, uh, often we seek to please others instead of pleasing God. Yeah. In the realm of life. In other words, a lot of people worry about your family. Don't worry about your family. Better be worried about God. Amen. I got her family a long time ago. Amen. Amen. I got her family a long time ago. In the realm of life, pleasing God should be what matters. When this happens, your life should be fulfilled. When you please God, your life will be fulfilled. Amen. Until you do that, it won't be. Amen. Will not be fulfilled. Amen. So let's talk a little bit not about being settled. Being settled. Number one. Let's look at some problems of being unsettled. 
Now we read 1 Peter chapter number 5. We read verses 5 through 10. In those verses, Peter is addressing the younger Christians. The main obstacle for young Christians is maturity. Maturity. Even though a person has been saved for some time, they still might be immature. They still might be immature. Maturity is not dependent upon age. It is dependent upon growth. Your spiritual growth. The main reason a lot of churches are weaker than they have ever been in these last days is due to lack of maturity. No maturity within the church. Now this goes from the pulpit all the way to the pew. Talking to myself. Spiritual growth leads to maturity. Maturity leads to stability. Stability will enable people to be settled. To be settled. The state of being unsettled leads to a multitude of problems. You find somebody that ain't settled, honey, they got a multitude. They just ain't got problems. They got a multitude of them, amen? Find somebody that's not settled. This is why we have towns of 2,000 people and they have church after church after churches on every corner. This is why missionaries stay on deputation for many years, can't get on the field because of immaturity. And even including myself, it's why you have pastors, been pastoring 20 years and had 10 churches. Amen. I told God when God blessed me here at New Hope, I said, this is it. Now, this is my fourth church. This is it for me. Amen. This is it. By the grace of God, I, hey, I want to die here. Amen. The rapture don't take place. Just burn me right out there because this is it. Amen. This is it. I got to buckle down, settle down. Amen. Get right in here and fight the good fight of faith till Jesus comes. Amen. Amen. This is it. This is it. Now, I know the devil don't like to hear that, and the devil probably said, well, we'll see about that. Well, praise God, we're going to have to see about it then. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, the state of being settled, talking about being settled. Oh, and let me tell you the difference uh, when it comes to the will of God. Church that I stayed at for three years, and I was full-time in the ministry. I want you to listen to this. When I went to that church, Rosie didn't want me to go to that church. She had a problem with it. She didn't even feel like I was even going to move over and live on a property she did not want to live over. I couldn't figure out. I said, she never fights against me about stuff. I just don't understand that. Well, listen, it's because God didn't want me there. But I want you to watch this here. When we moved here, when we moved to, up to the mountains, and I looked at her and I said, God has laid on my heart for us to leave North Carolina and move to the mountains. You know what she said? She said he told me the same thing. Honey, when it's clicking, you better believe God's somewhere around. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Bible says two can't walk together except they be agreed. Amen. Yeah. But it's good to get things settled. It's good to get things settled. Amen. Now, we're talking about being settled. The problem, first of all, is being unsettled. So we have a lot of people tonight that are unsettled. Here's the second thing we see. The process of being settled. There's a process of being settled. Look what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 10. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, the process of being settled. The process of being settled always comes with a certain degree of suffering. Suffering, yes, sir. Suffering. Suffering. 
Now, I'm going to use two illustrations here so you can get this point, amen. First illustration. When you build a house, now Carlos probably knows more about this than I do. When you build a house, the most important part is always the foundation. It's the most important part. It will take longer to build a foundation than any other part of the construction process. Now, I knew a man that lived in a region, and he talked about the way that they had a lot of rock, a lot of clay. And he said the soil was very inconsistent. And he says the results of building on it, it was very unpredictable. And he said he was told the best way to build there was to uh, form the foundation, fill it with dirt, compact it, and then let it set for an extended period of time before pouring the concrete. He said that he was told that that would allow the settling process to occur. Then once the concrete was laid, it should be given adequate time to cure before any type of construction would begin on that foundation. Now let me say this. All this is part of the settling process. See, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of patience. Patience is always the key to being settled in the Lord. You want to get settled, you got to have some patience. James said in James 1, verse 2, verse number 3, he said this, Know this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. The Bible also tells us about the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and it said the patience is a fruit of the Spirit. So we find you've got to have patience. So it's important part is that foundation. After the foundation, amen, has been poured and the building process has begun, the more weight you put on it will be gradually added to the foundation. Every truss, every stud, every brick, every nail gradually adds weight to the foundation and this cause is additionally Additional settling in the foundation. The more weight you put on it, the more it'll settle. Let me say this. This is the same way with, with, with Christians. The more weight that is put on us, the more settled in the Lord you'll become. <laughs> the more weight's put on you, the more, I, well, I don't like that. Well, dear God, you better love it because I'm telling you the truth. The more you get put on you, the more settled you'll get. See, listen. We listen to the charismatics and got this easy believism, amen, and this thing of the power of God and God just shocks you to death and you got power. You don't get it like that. That's a lot of hell right there, amen. Makes me sick to my stomach. Man, get up in the pulpit and tell somebody, I can lay hands on you and you have all the power. You won't get power without patience, amen. Bunch of hogwash. People have been deceived in this country, amen. That's why you got a bunch of immature Christians in the church. They're watching too much Benny Hinn on TV, amen. You watching Benny Hinn cut that sucker off, amen, and mess your mind up. Amen. Too much Benny Hinn preaching, honey. There ain't no easy fix when it comes to being a mature Christian. Ain't no easy fix. Amen. Now, the more weight that is put on it, the more settled it becomes. Now, when we commit to being faithful to the house of God, that's a little more weight. When we commit to daily Bible study and prayer, that's a little more weight. When we commit to tithing, that's a little more weight. Amen. As 
the responsibilities and the burdens in your life get heavier, our dependence on God grows stronger. Each trial that we go through forces us to be more settled in the Lord. And the more settled we become, the more complete our relationship with God becomes. Amen. More settled that you get. First thing's foundation. You know who your foundation is, Lord Jesus Christ. No other foundation can any man lay, which is laid upon. Then here's the second thing, amen. Consider a boat that has been anchored. A boat. Now we went from building to a, to a boat. When the anchor is dropped, it settles into the bottom of the lake or the river. The anchor keeps the boat in a relative location. The boat will move, but it will not drift further than the anchor will allow it. The boat and the anchor are connected by the, some type of rope. The longer the rope, the greater the distance between the boat and the anchor. The longer the rope, the further the boat can drift. To keep the boat from drifting, a person can tighten the anchor rope. This shortens the distance between the anchor and the boat. The closer the anchor is to the boat, the less drifting will take place. This too is true in a Christian's life. The closer you are to God, the less you will drift closer you get to God, the less you will drift. The winds may blow. The waves may crash. The current will consistently push against the boat. But the anchor is strong and is firm. Amen. The boat may move, but it will not drift away. The more pressure that is put on the boat, the more settled the anchor will become. You cannot stop the current and the wind, but you can rest assured that the more pressure that is put on our lives, the more settled and dependent on God we become. Amen. Stronger the pressure, the more you look to God. Amen. When I come to Bristol, I had to look to God. I pastored a church for $250 a month and $6 an hour. I had to depend on God. Amen. $6 an hour and $250 a month from the church. And I fed my family off that. Amen. God said, I, God said you, you've been saved 20-some years. You've been pastoring all these years. He said, but you don't know why it's live by faith. He said, now you're going to practice what you preach. And God showed me, he said, I want to see you live by faith. And I did live by faith. Amen. He taught me. Well, it's easy to preach it, but it's another thing when you got to live it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So there's a process, folks, in being settled. Amen. There's a process to it. But here's the third thing I want you to see tonight. There's the progression of being settled. The progression of being settled. Being settled is a progression. For example, a baby can learn to crawl before it can walk. Now, Poppy ain't ain't trying to do that. He just wants to walk. He, wants, he likes to flip and roll, flip and roll, amen? But it must learn to walk before it can run. This is the same with Christians. The Christian life is a growing process. This is demonstrated also in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. This verse tells us that God will perfect us. God will establish us. God will strengthen us, and God will settle us. Now let's look at this progression here. Number one, first, number one. The perfecting process starts at salvation. That's the perfecting process. In other words, when God saved you, he gave you eternal life. 
The Bible is not saying we are perfect, but we should strive to be perfect. He said in Matthew 5, 48, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now listen to this. When a person is saved, the Holy Spirit of God dwells within the person. Romans 8 9. Holy Spirit comes into your heart. Being that the Holy Spirit is God's Spirit, and being that God is perfect, there is a part within us that is perfect. And this part strives to make your flesh perfect. That's why every time you do wrong, every time you come up short, there's something in you that is showing you you're wrong. That's the Holy Ghost of God who's perfect showing your flesh your flesh is wrong. Amen. So until the day you die, there's a perfect man in you working on you all the time. And every time you come up short, he's going to let you know it because he's perfect. That's why, amen, dear God, even a wrong thought, he'll let you know about it because he is perfect. Amen. He's trying to perfect your flesh, but that flesh is rotten. Amen. But he's going to work on him anyway. Amen. He's working on it. He's working on that flesh. Now, that's why Ephesians 4 tells us that God gave some pastors for the perfecting of the, of the saints. So the first step in the process is salvation. That is where God perfects us. First, he perfects us. Here's the second thing he does. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, verse 10, he establishes us after he perfects us. First, he saves you. Then he wants to establish you. All right, now we are established through sanctification. We are established through sanctification. Amen. Second Timothy. Chapter number 2. Verse 20, verse 21. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Sanctification means to set apart, the separation part. So we find, second of all, we are established through sanctification. We should be willing to set our lives apart for God and for his service. Amen. Set your lives apart for God and for His service. Thirdly, Peter said He will perfect you. Peter said He will establish you. Thirdly, Peter said He will strengthen us. We are strengthened through service for the Lord. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15 that we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God where it not be ashamed. Right, divine the word of truth. Now, Bible study will strengthen us. Sunday school strengthens us. Training union strengthens us. The Bible instructs us in Hebrews 10, 25 that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Going to church strengthens us. Proverbs 27, 17 tells us that iron sharpens iron. Therefore, being around other Christians will strengthen you, amen. Iron sharpens iron. The you, more you come to church and be around your brothers and sisters in Christ, the more strength you'll get. Iron sharpens iron, amen. That's why the devil wants to keep us out. 
Amen. Because he knows we get strength when we come together. And he knows the threefold cord is not easily broken. Amen. These things that I have just described to you lead us to be settled in the Lord. All of these things hold equal importance. Settling is a process. It is not a single act. That's the biggest deception that Lucifer ever put out in the church that, uh, that this, uh, this uh, thing of being settled and having power with God comes from a single act. It does not come from a single act. It does not come from a single act. As a Christian grows and matures, settling occurs. As you grow and mature in the Lord, settling occurs. Now as far as I'm concerned, that's my, hey, God bless me to get it, that over there. That's mansion to me, honey. Amen. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's mansion to me. Exactly. Praise God. Amen. When your heart's in the right place, things look a whole lot different, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. When your heart's in the right place, things look a whole I wished where I am right now, I was there 10 years ago, but it just didn't happen. It took me to here to get to where I am, but thank God, amen, it's a process, amen. Yeah. It's, a, it's a process. And guess what? I can't stop where I am. God said, there's more for you to learn. There's more for you to do. Amen. But closing, let me give you this. I know it's 10 after 8. But let me give you this. The privilege of being settled. The privilege of being settled. A settled person understands that God is enough. A person is settled. He understands that God is enough. As long as I got God. Often we get our eyes on tangible things. Tangible things of the world. And in doing so, we get our eyes off of God. We get our eyes off of the tangible things of the world. And in doing so, we get our eyes off of God. Our flesh will always battle against the Spirit. But remember this. If you don't have this marked in your Bible, Psalm 73, verse 25, the psalmist said this, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides thee. You know what he was saying when he was saying that? He said, there's nothing on earth that I want more greater than you, God. Amen. Yeah. There ain't nothing I'm going to put before you. Yeah. Amen. So there's the privilege of being settled, just getting settled. A lot of things that we may want are not necessarily sinful. But they can slowly take away our desire towards God. Now, something's going to take away our desire towards God. Don't do it. Now, I volunteered for some service yesterday. I came back in to have emergency run. Had to go to Eola, Kentucky. Now, this boy that was going to drive doesn't have a Class A. But he's going to take one of the smaller trucks. He said, I can't get all that weight on that truck. He said, I can get half of it. He said, I, he said so the guy that was in charge that was filling in said, take half of it now, take the other half in the morning. So I came in. I looked at him. I said, don't do that. Put it on that big truck, and I'll just go ahead and tell you. I'll just have to work over. Boss man said, I sure appreciate you doing that for us. Uh, now, he told me that today because he was off. He said, I appreciate you doing that. I said, thank God it was Tuesday because it was Wednesday. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> it's very difficult for a person to walk in the spiritual realm and the carnal realm at the same time. You can't do it. You cannot walk in the spiritual realm in the carnal realm at the same time. Want to be spiritual but still got them carnal ways. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. 
everything we need to have a fruitful Christian life, God has given to us through his word and through his spirit. His word is the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Everything in him, he can make us complete. All we need is through his word and through his spirit. A lot of people want the spirit without the word. You can't have it that way. They want the spirit and the book tells them something else. And they say, we don't care what that says. I know what God showed me. If it ain't in the book, God didn't show you. If it ain't in the book, God didn't show you. Amen. If we are willing to allow him to guide us, then we can reach a point that goes beyond happiness. Guess what goes beyond happiness? What is beyond happiness? Listen to this. Contentment. Contentment. When you get past happiness, there's a land over there called contentment. As long as you got God, honey, you don't need nothing else. Amen. Contentment. It's a land called contentment. Once we allow God to settle us real good, when God settles us, then the joy of the Lord will abundantly abound in our life. Amen. Amen. And it's a, it's, it's a progression to it. But thank God for the privilege of being settled and having joy in your soul. Amen. And knowing you come on Wednesday night with your brothers and sisters in Christ, you say, hallelujah, good to see you. Amen. I miss you, but we're here tonight. We can praise him one more time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Boy, it's good, ain't it? Amen. But folks, I tell you, we just need to be settled. We just need to be settled. Amen. Thank you for listening to the In Spirit and In Truth podcast. Hope this message was a blessing to you all. Tune in next week to hear God's word. Until next time, Pastor Locklear.